This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Dr. Deepak Chopra. He is the author of MetaHuman, Unleashing Your Infinite Potential. It's wonderful to have you with us. Thank what an you. honor. Thank you very much for having me. You just told me off camera a moment ago, this is your 89th book, 8-9. Yes. Wow. Can you put that into words? That's that's beyond words, I would imagine. Well, I sell words for a living, so. Before we get into this book specifically, curious about your process. How do you decide what to write about? Actually, it's very interesting. I catch myself observing, saying something at a lecture. And even as I catch myself saying that, there's another thought at the back of that, that would make a good book. <laughs> How often does that happen? I guess 89 times. It happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and counting. I read that you felt there was an urgency to write this book specifically. Why that urgency? Well, I honestly ask myself every day as I read the news and go on social media, and I ask myself, are we living in a sane world, a world that has eco-destruction, extinction of species, poison in our food chain, war, terrorism, mechanized instruments of death, like nuclear weapons and biological warfare, mm -hmm. internet hacking, interference with democracies, mass migrations because of unjust rulers. Is this a sane world? And if we think it is, then we're declaring our own insanity. Right. So either we pick up our visitor's badge in the insane asylum, <laughs> right. or we do something about it. Okay, so this is your way of doing something about it. It is a way of showing that if we wanted to, we could, in fact, create a more peaceful, just, sustainable, healthier, and joyful world. When you look back, because you have written 88 books prior, were we ever living in sane times or just more sane than we are now? No. The history of the human species is one of violence and predation and conquest and pillage mm. and rape and everything and slavery. It's abysmal. Right. But today we have something we didn't have in the past. We didn't have in the Bronze Age. And that's nuclear weapons and the capacity to destroy our world 17 times over, even without nuclear weapons. So modern capacities and that kind of conditioned mind is a perfect recipe for our extinction. Do you worry about how things will become more insane, if that's even possible? Do you think it's possible? 
I don't worry, number one, okay. about anything. <laughs> right. So if we go extinct, that's what nature wanted. Right. The human experiment failed. It was a good experiment, interesting experiment, but it didn't work. Mm -hmm. The universe will go on. Right. So I don't worry, but I'm being realistic. I see that we are at a crossroads, either extinction or we could take the next evolutionary leap from human to what I call metahuman. Metahuman. So I guess I would rephrase and say, do you not worry, but do you think about it? I think about which, it a lot. Yes, which you do clearly. So let's get into it, Dr. Chopra. In your own words, what does it mean to be metahuman? So meta means beyond. Mm -hmm. Human, we know what that means. This bundle of conditioned reflexes and nerves that's constantly being triggered by people and circumstance into totally predictable and uncreative outcomes, except for the occasional creative genius. Okay. But by and large, we are like biological robots. So MetaHuman is stop being a robot, observe your behavior, observe yourself without judging yourself, literally, and you'll access the highest intelligence that will lead you to insight, intuition, inspiration, creativity, higher vision, and transcendence. So that said, how did you discover it and have you reached it? I discovered it and I'm at the edge and jumping off, yes, okay. into the abyss of all knowingness. Because it's not, it sounds very esoteric, but it isn't. You know, we usually confuse ourselves with our minds and our bodies and our experiences of the world. But those are experiences, they are objects of our experience. So the awareness of a thought is not a thought. The awareness of a sensation, image, feeling, emotion, body, the world is not those things. It's the awareness. And the awareness is intrinsically free of all experiences, which means it's free to create any experience. For every thought you have, you have access to an inf infinite number of more thoughts. For every question that you have, you have access to infinite more questions. For every creative process that you come up with, you have infinite more to look forward to. But you have to step back and ask yourself, who am I? Am I my thoughts? Obviously, I'm not because I can observe them. Am I my feelings? Obviously, I am not because I can observe. Anything you can see, perceive, observe, think about, imagine, conceptualize is not who you are. The very act of perceiving shows you that you're not that which you perceive. In that Including order? your body. Okay. So I'm curious, when you look back on your body of work then, mm -hmm and what you're describing to me now. Mm -hmm. Does that change what you've written in the past? It's a progression. So I started with uh, what I call mind-body medicine. That led to integrative medicine because mind-body is not the only thing. There's lots of other things, including deep sleep and dream states and uh, personal relationships and social interactions and nutrition and exercise mm -hmm. and yoga and breathing and relationships and being in touch with nature. That all took me to a broader awareness of what it means to be healthy not just mind and body. And then it automatically led me to what is now called the heart problem of consciousness. Where is everything happening? Where is um, experience happening? Most people say it's happening in my brain, but who is it or what is it that knows there's such a thing as a brain? So, you know, the deeper you go, as the Beatles said, the higher you fly. Right. And so 
I'm going a little deeper. Right, going a little deeper. So if you can share a little bit, you said you're about to jump over that metaphysical or the metahuman cliff. How has your life changed? Can you give us a small nugget of the transformation you've experienced having discovered this slowly, process? Slowly, slowly I became independent of um, the good and bad opinions of the world. I decided that I was going to be immune to both criticism and flattery hmm. because if you're not, then you're at the mercy of every stranger on the street. Right. Somebody says that something nice to you and you feel puffed up. Somebody says something mean to you, you're offended for the rest of your life. So I got beyond that. Secondly, I decided that I would have clarity of experience without being bound to the experience. And thirdly, I would stop looking for external validation or rewards in any way. So this brought me deep peace. Wow. And as it brought me deep peace, it opened the door. Fascinating. And within the book, there's a 31-step a process. Yes. I guess you might... Yeah, so within the book, what I start is I start asking right from the beginning of the book, the most profound question that we can ask is, who am I? Right. Am I my changing body? Well, you couldn't be because you had a body of an embryo from once upon a time and before that of a fertilized ovum, then a body of a baby, a teenager and on and on. So you can't be a changing process. Mm -hmm. I, am I in my mind? Well, I don't remember what I was thinking two weeks ago, Tuesday afternoon at 3.45. So I couldn't be my mind as well. Right. What is the core being that is having all these experiences? And as soon as I started to settle into this being, I came to the edge. And now I'm grounded. You're grounded. Have in you being. Grounded in being. Not in thinking, not in feeling, not in imagining, not in speaking. Wow. And just being. And just being. Can and those 31 lessons is a very small step, progressively taking the reader from doing to thinking, to feeling, to being, to, the fundamental state. To being. C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Was it hard to quantify those 31 steps? Were there 36? Some got edited out. Were there less? How did you come up with 31? I actually came up with 30 because that's 30 days in a month. And then I ah. said, oh, some months have 31 days. So let's go that, okay. all the way. I didn't think about that, but that, that would make sense. So can a any- A month of awakening. Say it again. A month of awakening. A month of awakening, but a lifetime of awakening. A lifetime of awakening. It's, it's like, you know, the as they say, it takes time for a fruit to ripen, but then it falls. Right. And, and there you that's go. That's awakening. So is being metahuman, Dr. Chopra, is it a continuous process or is it cyclical? Is it up and down once you achieve this state? I think what happens is uh, there's uh, inclusion and transcendence. So that means sometimes you go back to your old ways but then suddenly the realization comes, 
I don't need to. Right. And you also talk about something you refer to as choiceless awareness. Yes. What is? What do you mean by that? The highest intelligence is to be in choiceless awareness, which means to be the observer of experience without identifying with it. Observer of experience without identifying yeah, with it. Because we all defi- define ourselves by our experiences. I'm a doctor because I had the experience of going to medical school. I'm a father because I had the experience of having a child. I'm a child because I have the experience of um, having a father. Mm -hmm. I'm a writer because I had the experience of writing a book. But once I start to label myself as all those things, then I've already defined myself. I've lost my infinite status as a being. To identify with experience and be bound by it is to limit yourself. Okay. so So who are you minus all your labels? Your infinite potential, immeasurable potential of all that was, is, and ever will be. You are that right now, minus your stories. And I think you had said in the book, you need to get rid of your story. That's right. Minus your stories. You can have your stories. Like, you know, I go to a movie, I enjoy it, but I don't identify with all the characters or sometimes I do if the movie is really good. This is what we're doing with uh, our life every day. It's our destiny to play an infinity of roles, but we're not the roles we play. Once we start identifying with those roles, then we are bound by those roles. In Eastern wisdom traditions, that's called the prison of karma. So when you talk to Sufi poets or listen to Sufi poets like Rumi, a great Sufi, he said, uh, why do you stay in prison when the door is wide open? Right. And so we stay in prison because the door is the invisible boundary of our own conditioned mind. It, it's really, it's a, it's a fascinating look at what we're entangled in. But you, you also mentioned in terms of entanglement that we are in, entangled in an illusion. Yes. Can you clarify that? An illusion, a dream, a projection is something that is evanescent, transient, ungraspable, and cannot be held on to, like the dream you had last night. Everything that happened is gone, right? Right. But our everyday reality is like that. You know, Wittgenstein, the great German philosopher, said, our life is a dream. We are asleep, but once in a while we wake up enough to know that we are dreaming. Um, The great Buddha said, this lifetime of ours is transient as autumn clouds. To watch the birth and death of beings is like looking at the movements of a dance. A lifetime is like a flash of lightning in the sky, rushing by like a torrent down a steep mountain. So if I asked you what happened to the moment when you came into this room, it's gone. Mm -hmm. What happened to yesterday is gone. What happens to these words by the time you hear them, they don't exist. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is a dream right now. Okay, you and I guess catch on to any experience. The only continuity to experience is the presence of being in which the experience is having. You say, you know, people usually say, "I'm the same person I was when I was 12 years old." Do you of believe course, that? No, because the, the not the same body, not the same mind, right. not the same emotions, not the same feelings, not the same imagination. So you're never the same person. You're the same being. Right. The person is a changing process in your being. Right. And throughout the book, there's this mantra of, in order to be metahuman, you have to abandon all ego. 
Ego is a social construct, is a socially induced hallucination that doesn't actually exist and yet you are bound by it. Right. So do you think then everyone is capable of becoming metahuman, especially Dr. Chopra in these ego-driven times? Because ego is everywhere more than ever with social media and selfies and all these things. Well, um, it's a choice. You, know, you can choose to live in the insane asylum. Right. You can pick up your visitor's badge or you can walk out because the yeah. door is wide open. How do you feel about selfies and the selfie culture we live in? I think we've sacrificed ourselves for our selfie. Right. That's what the ego is. Right. You sacrifice yourself for your selfie. Your body mind is a selfie to begin with. Right. So are we living in an insane asylum in this selfie world? Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I completely agree. I think, I think uh, but if I we think want to use social media, we should use it only for one purpose, to make people happier and healthier and more joyful right. and give them more self-awareness. Right. There are positives, but I fear that the negatives are outweighing the positives. Uh, I did want to just touch upon one thing real quickly. You said becoming metahuman means saying goodbye to loneliness, saying goodbye to disease, poverty, and fear-based living, and instead embracing freedom in all that we think, say, and do. Can you clarify the disease part? Because someone who's suffering from an illness, maybe a terminal related disease, how do you juxtapose becoming metahuman while fighting a disease or a life-threatening illness? With a little bit of editorial on that, we now know that 95% of chronic disease is due to lifestyle, which means- Is that right? uh, One of the following things is missing, either restful sleep, or inability to manage stress, or movement and mind-body coordination, or healthy food, or healthy relationships, or being in touch with natural surroundings because we are an expression of nature. Right. So only 5% of disease-related gene mutations are fully penetrant, which means a mutation is a genetic error. 5% of them guarantee the disease. So if somebody has a gene mutation like a BRCA gene that, say, Angelina Jolie had, right. that is a fully penetrant gene and you cannot avoid it. That's why she had the mastectomy, surgery, right. mastectomy. Even for that, by the way, in the near future, there will be things like gene editing. You will be able to cut and paste the gene. But 95% of those genetic mistakes that are associated with disease do not guarantee the disease. In fact, you can prevent the disease by a healthy lifestyle and making good choices. But for someone who is a part of that 5%, can I still become metahuman or is there an impediment? In all aspects, except that very precise biological defect for which I see uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Already. Gene editing. Yeah. Uh, well, we look forward to number 90. Is there anything we've said today that triggered in your mind, ooh, book number 90 on the way? <laughs> yes. Living the awakened life. Okay. Because we talked about waking up. And so something that gives people total self-empowerment, not from their self-image, but from their true self-identity. People confuse self-esteem with self-image. Self-image is your selfie. Self-esteem is the source of all experience. Right. I worry that the the idea of self-esteem is becoming obsolete in this generation. So that's another conversation. It's been an honor having you here. Thank you very much for having me. It's invaluable, your insight. And once again, we look 
forward to number 9091 and (laughs) sky's the limit. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.